What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I saw a goofy meme on the internet this morning as I put together this report. Somebody had posted it last night, and it said, By the way, April Fool's is canceled tomorrow. You can keep your jokes to yourself. This whole year has already been a big joke. We tired. Tomorrow's going to be March 32nd. Ah, if it were only that easy. Today, as we record this podcast episode, is actually Wednesday, April 1, 2020. And there's no joke here. This is rent day, first of the month. And a grave reality has set in. Because suddenly, like a standoff in an old Western, we here in Houston can only watch helplessly as our landlords and their tenants are pushed dangerously close to a brink in this city that is somehow beginning to shut down. It's not complicated. It's in fact pretty simple to understand. There are landlords who, as of this moment in time, have been given no real notice of relief coming down the pike, coming from the banks, the utility companies, no exemptions from the bills they must pay to keep their properties running. And then you have their tenants, most who are currently out of work, Uber drivers, servers, teachers, who have already depleted much of their savings. So they are now left to wonder on this rent due date. If this is truly a world so cold that they would be forced out into the streets, and many with their children in tow, where a pandemic is beginning to rage, if only this could be March 32nd. Today, reporting on her chilling article that came out this week covering the severe reality that now descends upon the housing sector here in Houston, from the Metro desk of the Houston Chronicle covering housing, homelessness, poverty, and mental health, Miss Sarah Smith. I snooped you out on Twitter. At the top of your Twitter page, you got a picture of five big fluffy alpacas. <laughs> Down your page last week, you tweeted this in all caps. All right. It said, everything absolutely sucks right now. So no, I will not be switching my banner photo to anything but alpacas for the foreseeable future. Um, I have to tell you this. I, I, I read your article yesterday, and, and it took reading your article for me to realize exactly what we are up against. Your article describes what has emerged as the real front line here. The renter and the landlord dilemma. The story, that story makes it all become very real. You've had an eye on a particular group in Houston, the homeless, the poor, the displaced, for quite some time. Tell me, from what you've seen on the street level, your expectations. When do you think you're finally going to get to change that banner back to something other than alpacas? <laughs> well, one, I don't know if I'm even going to change it back from <laughs> alpacas because they're they're perfect. They're fluffy and wonderful. So I think I, I disagree with the basis of your question. But like, more seriously, I honestly don't know. I don't pretend to be a public health expert, so I don't know how long this is going to go on for. But what I do know from my reporting is the repercussions will go on a while. And the thing is, too, I 
how do I say this? I'm a much better writer than I am a talker, so you'll have to forgive me. Like the systems that you see breaking down now, like homeless people who are wandering around and maybe exposing other people, families who are living paycheck to paycheck and suddenly can't pay their rent, and then putting their landlords who might actually not have a ton of savings themselves in a position where they can't pay their own bills, like those have been in place for a while. Like those inequities and those fault lines with coronavirus, I think we're just all seeing it now because it's more extreme and more in the forefront. So long story short, I think the alpacas will be there for a while. I take it you are surviving quarantine okay? What's what's it like over where you are? Uh, Are you working at home? Yes, I actually have not been outside for the past week or so. I had a fever last week, so I'm under self-quarantine. And I'm recording this from my closet, which is the first time I've actually been inside my closet in over a week because I've been wearing the uh, work-from-home uniform of yoga pants and a sports bra. (laughs) So, I mean, you had a fever. I've got to pick at that for two seconds. I'm going to trust that's allergies, right? I have no idea. I'm allergic to everything, but I um, got up to almost 102. So I called the doctor and they said, basically sit at home until you have trouble breathing. So I didn't have any trouble breathing. So I never got a test. I have no idea, but I'm treating it like it was coronavirus because you have to be safe. Well, you are actually the first person I've ever talked to who's had a sore throat during this time. So I'm sure that's got to be extremely scary. So we're going to send all of our good vibes to you. But I can see you on video on the internet and you look great. You don't look coronavirus-y. I'll just tell you that much. Thank you. I don't know what it means to look coronavirus-y, but um, yeah, no, feeling good right now. Normal temperature. That article that you did write, it's called Thousands of Texans Are Unemployed, Rent is Due in Days. You have a guy in there. I hope I pronounced this correctly. His name is Jack Yetiv, doctor turned lawyer turned landlord for multifamily complexes. Last week, he sent out a 12-point notice to all of his tenants, and it said this. Nothing in Judge Hidalgo's orders said anything about free rent, just like you do not expect to go to Kroger and get free food. That's a remarkable moment in time that we are seeing highlighted here. This is the craziest part. Uh, He goes on to tell his tenants that if they don't think they can make rent, that he will give them maintenance chores and he will hold items of value such as their wedding rings. I have always heard that society exists on a bubble. At the first sign of real trouble, that bubble will pop within weeks and not months. You've got a landlord asking for wedding rings, being familiar with that sort of brink that you have surely seen out there. Did you think that society would only have three weeks worth of cushion? Not sure what you mean by cushion, but I think depending on your wealth level, I don't think I expected any cushion. Like, I know I'm personally privileged because I do have three weeks of cushion. Some people do. Some people have three years of cushion. Some people have one day. Like, I've spent time with families who were rebuilding, still rebuilding after Harvey. Years later, I've talked to families living paycheck to paycheck, a woman who just got housing after being homeless for years. And those people, they don't have three weeks of cushion. It just, it's so extreme depending on who you are. I would imagine it's an emotional time between landlord and tenant right now. You see a lot of people crying out on the internet saying, If anybody is going to fall on their sword, let it be the landlord. Let the landlord take the bite. I do understand that sentiment, but you being in it, is it that simple? It's got to be more complicated than that, right? Or or is it? I think it is more complicated. I mean, surely 
you have quote unquote bad landlords, just as you have quote unquote bad tenants. But landlords are people too with families to feed, loved ones to take care of, and their own bills to pay. For me, one of the most striking examples in this story is a woman who rents out a house to a family who's basically like her own family, and they've been behind for years. And with coronavirus, they're even more behind. And that affects her family's payments and her family's mortgages and her family's bills. And she says, I simply I cannot evict them because they're my family. It's, it's a horrible situation for everyone. There's, there is no winner right now. A Houston friend of mine posted something that had gone viral a couple of days ago about a landlord in Houston who had an apartment building of 32 tenants, and the landlord was appealing for help on Reddit. Have you seen this? I did see it. The tenants told the landlord that they would not be paying rent. Uh, They all banded together. And what could the landlord really do about it? Uh, Essentially, if he kicked them out right now, nobody's working. Who would he get to take their place? Kind of ironically, I guess, he found himself getting hammered for even asking for help. Turns out, I've studied it all morning, that story was fake. But what it did do is it showed, at the very least, the sentiment out there coming back toward the landlord, okay? Do you get a sense right now here in Houston that we are close to something like that, a domino effect where tenants are going to band together, refuse to pay rent, which would cause the landlords to be unable to pay expenses as utilities, mortgage? How close do you think we are to that? Well, first, I remember that story and thinking this can't be real. And I emailed back and forth with the alleged poster. And yeah, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) It was a hard, I don't believe you. Was it really that hard to believe? I mean, I, I believed it hook, line, and singer. Just from a little bit of digging into it, the neighborhood was Fondren Gardens. And so I was trying to look for multifamily 32-unit buildings in Fondren Gardens, and nothing kept coming up. And I was, so then I said back to him, like, okay, even if you want to be anonymous, which don't really think this rises to needing anonymity, I'm going to need the name of your apartment complex. And he's like, no, my lawyer told me not to. I'm being attacked. I will not talk to you anymore. And I was like, I don't think you're real. You chased that guy down? Was it Pizza Rat, Pizza Rat? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you talked to Pizza Rat, Pizza Rat. Wow, that's cool. You t- you talked to a viral star today. Thank you. My job is fascinating every day. Um, so as for rent strikes. That's good reporting, actually. Okay, sorry. No worries. It, it was a fascinating rabbit hole that I went down. But so as for rent strikes, I think you're going to see it first somewhere like New York or California or in maybe in HUD buildings because there's a lot more protection for renters in those states and you have some more protection in HUD buildings. Texas eviction laws are extremely favorable to the landlord. And it's so it's a lot harder to organize with protection in Texas. So let's say somebody came down and gave you all the power in Texas and they said, okay, fix it. You can affect all the changes you want. Truly, what do you think uh, the changes would be to make this all better? I'm a reporter. I asked that question of almost all of my sources, so I'm going to not answer that. Okay. All right. I'll, I will take that joust and I'll return at least with one. Well, and, you, and maybe you can't. Because I I do very much appreciate that answer. Can you tell me one opinion from one person that you've respected that has said something that landed on on you as as a great idea or a great set of ideas? 
I mean, I think one that that's universal right now is you have to figure out something to do with homeless people aside from letting them wander. And these are people who have, for whatever reason, not wanted to go into a shelter. So what do you do? Like you say, okay, maybe there's hotel beds for people. Like, how do you keep people from wandering in and out at that point? Like, the obvious, like, first part of the answer that everybody knows is you can't just let people who may be spreading this just stay on the street and keep spreading it. When this is all over, when the city comes back online, what one thing that returns to normal daily life about Houston when it comes back online is going to make you happy? This is such a sick answer. This is really sick. The traffic. The traffic? Because I, I hate it, but it's so Houston. Like, that means that we're... Because the thing... Like, I hate it. I sit in there. I swear. And I grew up north of Boston, so I try... I'm like, I want to give people the finger, but then I'm like, no, you can't do that in Texas. Like, <sighs> they'll either really hate you or they'll shoot you. Don't do that here. And I hate it, but that means we're back. Like, everyone's out. Everyone's going again. Like, I have something petty to complain about. And I can <laughs> complain all I want about this super petty thing. But that means we're all back. What a cool answer that is. That's awesome. As usual, we here at The Chronicle would like to thank all the people in this city who are inspiring us at the moment. The first responders, essential workers, healthcare professionals, everyone stocking the shelves, keeping us provided for in these uncertain times. You have our heartfelt gratitude. How could we ever thank you enough? And to those out there who are operating in the gray area at the moment, those waiving rent, giving what you can, those keeping alive the social contracts that are, in essence, keeping intact our greatest defense against the unthinkable here, we owe you a grave debt as well. You all stay safe and keep on keeping on. I would like to thank Sarah Smith for interviewing with me today and also managing editors Mark LaRondo and Maria Reeve for turning us loose on this. We do love your vision. Scott Kingsley is the Houston Chronicle podcast editor. The music you're hearing, well, that's me and my band, All the Kimonos, but Houston musicians. We are looking for songs to feature each week on this show, knowing that at the moment, you probably don't have too many audiences to play to, so send us your songs. We'd love to hear them. Maybe it will be a way for us to help get your music out there. That would be a total thrill for me. Just email them to hcpodmusic at gmail.com. There is no doubt we are putting this show together on the fly, but we have planned to do our level best each morning to have a new episode ready every weekday at 9 a.m. At HoustonChronicle.com forward slash podcasts. You can find us there. Monday, 9 a.m., web producer and award winner J.R. Gonzalez will speak to me. This isn't the first time Houston has dealt with a pandemic, and J.R. is going to tell me how we are comparing so far to our brothers and sisters who endured something similar from another time. And until we meet again, to the kindest, most resilient city I have ever known, let's stay that way, Houston. Houston.